0: my friends, and welcome to yet another scintillating installment of the program. From high above all other puerile and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, Firmly ensconced behind a very shiny silver cowboy state politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. The Democrats are singing the blues, my friends. Much like an alcoholic that's realizing they have a problem, the Democrats are hoping they've finally hit rock bottom. So says an article published by Wildfile, and I quote, Desperate Democrats Hope They've Reached Rock Bottom in Wyoming, written by Mike Kashmirely, however you pronounce that guy's name. There's essentially nothing left of the Democrats in southwest Wyoming. In 2020, two of the minority party's incumbents were voted out, 14-year veteran lawmaker Stan Blake and Senator Lisa Anselmi. This year's election took care of what was left, First-term lawmaker Chad Banks, whose day job is to lead renewal of Rock Springs' downtown area, was clobbered by Representative J.T. Larson. Rightfully so, I might add, but I sympathize with my friends on the other side. It sucks when the majority of your party is so disillusioned with your message that they have to go hide inside the Republican Party. State Democrat Party Chairman Joe Barbudo, quote, also believes the Democrats' national image isn't doing Wyoming candidates any favors. The national discussion is a lot more polarized, and I think we've impacted more nowadays by what's happening everywhere, Barbudo said. The internet and social media have really had an incredible impact on politics. Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason that the Democrats are losing in Wyoming. But it goes on. Quote, when we're painted as national Democrats, it's hard to battle that, Stan Blake said. We need to get better messaging out there in Wyoming, but you're walking a razor's edge because there's a lot of Democrats out there who are really opposed to carbon. They want wind. They want solar. They don't want any coal mined anymore. Seems like kind of a lonely position to take. But I do sympathize with the Democrats in the state. At least they have the courage to admit who they actually are. I thought about him when I heard this song last night. Speaking of Democrats, it's been 706 days since Landon Brown agreed to an interview on cowboy state politics and then didn't show up. Oh, wait, he's a Republican. (laughs) Yeah, right. I've got a great program for you today, my friends. One of the guys that we didn't get to talk to during the primary election, Representative Elect Ben Hornock from Cheyenne. You might remember Representative Hornock. He's been the biggest thorn in the side of Laramie County Republican Chairwoman Danny Olson for at least a couple of years. And almost all of it revolved around sticking up for the people that Danny Olson wanted to walk all over as chairwoman of the Laramie County Republican Party. Probably the first time we heard about Ben Hornock on the program is during an incident that happened at a Laramie County Republican Party meeting. Ben was trying to address the problem as to why they haven't paid their shares to the state party. He's got the microphone in his hand, and then this happens.
1: However, I'm sorry to say, and <coughs> if you bash me during your thing, I'll bash you. You paid $15,000 to your husband's campaign. Yeah. I'll paying mine to the state shares. Here, I think. And so... I'm, I'm,
0: So what happened there is Chairwoman Olson didn't like what Ben Hornock was saying, so she walked over, grabbed the mic, and ripped it out of his hands. So anyhow, for quite a while, Ben Hornock has been fighting against the wannabe tyrant Danny Olson, Chairwoman of the Republican Party in Laramie County. He ran for office, got elected, and we're going to talk to him here in just a second. But first, some completely outrageous self-aggrandizement. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps, iHeartRadio, Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, really, any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, CowboyStatePolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows, as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Danny Olson and you have no idea what's really going on, well, you can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself before you rip the mic out of somebody else's hands. I have to tell you, my friends, it is going to be a heck of a lot of fun to walk into one of the Laramie County Republican Party Central Committee meetings. We might have to have a pre-game and a post-game party for that one. In any case, yesterday I had a chance to speak with Representative-elect Ben Hornock. Here's our conversation. Beginning our Legislative Outlook series, I'm joined by Ben Hornock. Ben is a newly elected representative in the Wyoming House, he's from Cheyenne. Ben, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, David, and I appreciate uh, everything you do for the Cowboy State. Well, thank you very much. So I guess the first question is, uh, since this is your first time on the program, why don't you take a minute or two and just tell everybody who you are?
1: Sure, so I am Ben Hornock. I represent the uh, southeast corner of Laramie County. And I've been in Wyoming for, well, permanently for the past uh, close to 17 years. I have done various things, but for the most part, it's centered around contracting. I've been, a, and right now I'm a general contractor and I have a, a bit of consult, do a bit of consulting on the side with that. I also am one of those guys who went to college in Wyoming, although it's probably a college that not many people have heard of, but uh, I can say I graduated from a Wyoming college and, and uh, you know, um, have those Wyoming ties. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great place to live. I really enjoy being here in Wyoming, and, and as long as uh, the, the people of Wyoming will have me, I want to stay.
0: Excellent. So what prompted you to run for office?
1: It's a good question because... It wasn't something that I really wanted to do. It's more something that you begin to get compelled to do, I think is the best way to put it. So I've been involved in the Laramie County Republican Party for many years. And the further you go into Wyoming politics, you begin to scratch the surface, you begin to dig a little bit into Wyoming politics. And one thing hopefully people notice one of the unfortunate things that you'll notice as you begin to dig in is that, yes, Wyoming's a extremely Republican state. The, the people, I believe, are extremely conservative, ex- extremely Republican. But the values reflected in state politics don't always reflect what the people think. And so as you dig in a little bit, um, as I dug in a little bit um, and got involved and began to see that, you get more and more frustrated with the way that things are and you begin to see that Wyoming can't pass a anti-abortion law. Wyoming can't pass a law that keeps boys from playing in girls sports. Wyoming can't can't do those kind of things to protect their citizens, to protect the the conservative republican values that so many people throughout the state hold. And so, you know, there was a there was a chance that I had in Laramie County, uh, the representative in my district wasn't going to run again. So I just thought, well, you know, I, I'm going to jump in because uh, I'd like to have a voice. And there's some things that are, that I don't like that are bugging me. And maybe I have a, a hope to, to help.
0: Well, I completely understand that. And I, I don't think you're alone in that feeling, Ben. I mean, we saw like super super conservative people get elected all across the state. And so I think that that's that's a sentiment that a lot of Wyoming sympathizes with you on. So I guess a, a a good place to start is so you're you're a newly elected representative and I suppose it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose. And one of the one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is just to kind of talk about what it's like being a a freshman legislator. So could you kind of describe you know what? What the last month or so has been like for you?
1: Sure. Uh, there's there's two sides of it. So uh, the the legislative side when you're elected, you know, it's just generally personally, people have two, three, four, five email addresses, right? One for work, one for home, one for whatever, and uh, this is a chance to, you know add another email address to your entire repertoire of email addresses and then get bombarded with all the the emails from from that new email address so um, it really is taking on just a lot of information and then and then along with that uh, over the last month uh, we've had interactions with the lso with with other uh, elected officials Um, they're sending they're sending bills, they're sending, uh, you know, draft bills they want you to be involved in, or they're sending just general information. And so um, there are, there's a, I don't know if it's a a wealth of information or just a ton of information that you're supposed to know and understand a little, I suppose. Uh, You know, I I think on the freshman side, people don't expect a, a ton of of knowledge from you. But, you know, it's good to be involved. It's good to get that information to read through it. So, so we have been just kind of bombarded with a bunch of, of information, especially from the LSO, especially from, from, um, other people. But, uh, hey, that's kind of what you sign up for, right?
0: Absolutely. What are some of the issues that you personally are passionate about that you, uh, you mentioned that there were some changes you wanted to make, what are some of those? I haven't
1: started that process yet. There's there's a few things that I'm thinking about. And um, you know I've been told that it, one of the things I would like to do is try to, to run a bill or two um, this legislative session and uh, at least go through that process to just be able to, to understand that process, understand what it takes to run some legislation. And then also, uh, I'm very interested in uh, signing on to many pieces of legislation. So, you know, there's a there's a couple of things that I might try to turn into bills this go round. We'll, we'll see uh, how how time goes for me. But there are, like you said, there's a there's a lot of people that were um, newly elected, and and I think it's there's a lot of people that are really fired up, that that really want to be involved, there's a lot of good uh, conservative people that were elected. And so, you know, I want to do as much as I can in supporting a lot of their bills that I can. So, uh, you know, there's, there's bills that are trying to, you know, do basically an outright ban of abortion. That's something that I've been passionate about for years. I mean, that's something that probably... Um, was one of the biggest motivating factors of me just generally being involved in politics years ago. So um, I'd like to sign on to things like that. There, There's bills that will, you know, on the cultural side, keep books out of libraries, out of the hands of children that are blatant pornographic material. So I'd like to see the Wyoming legislature step up and do something about that. Uh, there are uh, there's the cultural side that I'd like to I'd like to work on, but then you know there's things that, as far as policy side, things that Wyoming really needs to watch out for. We we you know unfortunately, the Green New Deal is being pushed hard from the federal level. The Green New Deal, other other federal regulations, other federal requirements, that stuff's being pushed, just crammed down our throats like crazy. So whether it comes next year, whether it comes 20 years from now, uh, I'd like to see Wyoming get ahead of those kind of things and set up some boundaries, do do whatever we can to protect our our energy resources to protect coal, to protect natural gas, to protect oil, to protect um, you know even things like wind energy and and solar, whatever the energy we can produce here in Wyoming, let's let's do our best to protect that, to pre- protect those industries. From the federal government, so that they can keep producing energy out of the state of Wyoming and see what we can do there. So, so kind of two sides there. I, you know, there's the the cultural battle that I'd like to to um, be a part of now, and then there's just the general federal government regulation to keep Wyoming sovereignty as best we can here in Wyoming.
0: We'll get back to our interview in just a second, but first. A completely obscene profit timeout. This installment of Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by the Buffalo Wool Company. Don't let these warm temperatures fool you, my friends. Yes, I know, it was 50 degrees here at Cowboy State Politics Central Command yesterday. But that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. It's Wyoming, and it's winter. If you got caught off guard by that last blast of Arctic weather, don't do it again. Make sure that you get some socks from the Buffalo Wool Company. They make the most amazing socks that I've ever worn. They're even better than my pair of Pendleton wool socks, and that's saying something. So go to their website, thebuffalowoolco.com, get you some socks, and make sure that you keep those toes of yours nice and toasty warm while you're outside shoveling all of that white stuff that's bound to show up. One thing that I'm not sure you're aware of or not is While you are nice and warm inside your house, your livestock are outside in the sub-zero temperatures. They don't like it any more than you do, my friends. So what you should do is call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532 they can put up a building for you that'll help protect your valuable livestock during these winter conditions they're the experts in what they do and they've been doing it longer than anybody else around so give them a call again their phone number is 307-674-2532 or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com gunrunner auctions is one of the leading online auction houses in the country and they're celebrating their 24th year They're based over in Cody, Wyoming, and they specialize in estate firearms. Scott Weber, the owner, first travels to the estate and meets with the heirs and appraises their firearms collection. He then moves them to his Cody auction facility where he and his team research them, sometimes getting letters from the Cody Museum about each firearm's history. They've sold the personal collections of Elvis Presley, Steve McQueen, Alex McCord, and Herb Parsons, just to name a few. So if you have a gun collection that you're interested in selling, contact Scott at GunRunnerAuctions.com. He'll be happy to take care of all of the details for you. New episodes of the program are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And don't forget about the Thursday live episode that begins every Thursday beginning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. And now back to the program one of the ways that the Green New Deal manifests itself in our state is through a number of different quote-unquote conservation groups I read an article this morning that was talking about wildlife migration corridors, and it's the one I was reading specifically dealt with antelope. I don't know if you traveled that much in the state, but we really don't have a problem with antelope being endangered. But where where that shows up in the legislature is efforts to protect certain wildlife corridors or wildlife habitat. We've seen it a lot with sage grouse. And now, as I mentioned, we're, there's an effort afoot to uh, relate that to antelope and their, and mule deer. So, I mean, really, that's where it shows up. And then, of course, the oil, coal, oil, and natural gas. That's something that Wyoming has to try to protect in every way possible. So, a couple, let's talk about some of the, a few of the big issues. Uh, Medicaid expansion is back. Where do you stand on that?
1: I don't want to see it. I'll do everything I can to to make it very difficult for that to happen.
0: Um, in the last two years, they've tried Medicaid expansion eight times through different ways: through the House, through amendments, through the Senate, through uh, budget footnotes, all sorts of stuff. So that's definitely something that they're uh, that they're going to try. Yeah, here's here's a good
1: idea. Why don't we take a whole bunch of federal money for a little bit of time? and make a whole bunch, uh, some giant new bureaucracy, and then uh, stick that, uh, stick our healthcare concerns, uh, give them to the federal government to take care of us. Uh, You know, I just don't, I just don't see that as being uh, really something that works in my mindset or works in the mindset of the people of Wyoming. I mean, you know, we, we, one of the ideas of Wyoming, we, we're kind of a, a leave us alone, um, cowboy state. And I think that when, when you take on that giant dangling carrot in front of you from the federal government of, of waving a whole bunch of dollars in our face just so that we can uh, do something like expand Medicaid, um, I think we're really going to shoot ourselves in the foot and find that we, it's, it's not something we really want in the end.
0: Yeah, Medicaid expansion has both both policy implications. A lot of them are policy implications, but it also has creates problems uh, socially in that you're creating an entirely new class of dependent people. You know, if we were to pass Medicaid expansion, you would have that whole that whole group of people that are part of an entitlement program that you can't reduce. And so, I mean, it creates dependence in the system, and I, I think it's a really damaging damaging thing. Another one of the perennial bills that we see every year in the legislature, and this is one that just fries me, is the Convention of States. Where do you stand on that one?
1: Well you know that that Convention of States issue is is actually one that I probably hear more about than any other issue, and and that's really surprising. Well it's, it's, it's surprising, it's not surprising. For one, and here's my stance on that. For one, I like the ideas that the Convention of States is pushing. I mean, we could sure stand to have a balanced budget at the federal level. My goodness, could we ever uh, stand to do that? So pushing those issues, they are great issues. However, when I talk to people, I say, well, you know, I one thing, do, do you know who Every state gets one delegate. Do you know who elects the delegate that will be Wyoming's delegate at the Convention of States? And most of the time, people have no idea who elects the delegate that goes to to represent Wyoming at the Convention of States. And I say, it is our state legislature. So right now, we have a state legislature that, like I said, can't pass or have has in the past have had very difficult time passing bills that would outlaw abortion in Wyoming. They, they um, can't pass bills that would keep boys from playing in girls sports. They shelve bills that, you know, we allow transgender education in, in our state-run university, state-funded university. So, So we have a legislature that's allowing those type of things. We do not have a conservative legislature. Those are the people that are going to elect the delegate that represents Wyoming at the Convention of States. And my guess right now is that uh, the legislature would probably elect somebody like Liz Cheney to go, to be our delegate. So when I say that, everybody kind of says, oh, I didn't know that. So yes, I I love the ideas that are presented in the Convention of States, but. Right now, with the way that our legisl- uh, legislation body is in Wyoming, we're not conservative. And until that really changes, uh, fundamentally changes, I can't get on board with the Convention of States because I don't trust them to elect the the statesman, the right delegate that will represent the state of Wyoming.
0: You bring up one of the big issues with it. I mean, there's there's a whole litany of them. Um, for me... the I have a big problem with opening up the entire constitution to be amended by people that, as you brought up, that we'd have no idea who's going to be sent to this convention. It's, it's just a big problem all the way around. Ben, uh, we covered a couple things. You know, it sounds like you really haven't had too much time to figure out if there's any legislation you want to run. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before I let you go?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Um, You know, one of the things that we have been hearing as the newbies in the in the legislature is that we've got the largest freshman class of since 1890 since Wyoming became a state we've got the largest freshman ca- class of legislators so you who we you know uh, good job guys however what is not said and this is what um I I appreciate what's not said, is that it's not that we have the largest freshman class it's that the people in the state of wyoming have gotten rid of the most people in the state legislature that they have ever gotten rid of and so there's a new crop of people coming up that hopefully are conservative hopefully do push for conservative values and hopefully begin to swing the state that direction but You know um it's going to be a fight on our hands i mean um we as a state legislature we are now it is now up to us because of the dobbs decision it is now not that the state legislature can idly sit by anymore on things like uh, the abortion issue it's that the state legislature must must come up with uh, where they stand, and so I'm glad to see the 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 people that are involved. I'm I'm looking forward to working with every single one of them. I I uh, do have a lot of respect for you know the people that fought hard to get in there the first time, and then also the people that have fought hard year after year to stay in there. Um, we have some some good people in there, and so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. And and I you know, appreciate what you're doing as well with your program in, in uh, peeling back the covers of what happens at the Wyoming state house, because uh, you can, people can go on YouTube. Now they can watch every meeting. They can watch every committee meeting. I tell people that it's you you should be on the wild edge website more during January, February, March, than you are on Facebook because these are important times and these are important issues that we're going to be battling. And, and uh, we can't do it under cover of darkness. We have to be doing the stuff in the light. And people need to understand that what happens in, in Cheyenne in the state house affects their daily life. It's not so much, um, you know, what happens at the federal level uh, with, with all the junk that's going on federally. More important is what happens in Cheyenne. During January, February, that will affect your life more than something that the federal government does in the next couple of months. So, uh, that's where people need to pay attention, and that's um, you know why I really appreciate what you're doing with your your uh, podcast and your news. And uh, hey, keep it up, keep up the good work.
0: Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. You're you're exactly right. I don't know how many years, probably since 1890. Um, Cheyenne's pretty much been able to operate in the darkness, that you know, we send people down there and we don't really know exactly what it is that they're doing, and then we wonder why policies get passed that we don't agree with. Well, it's because nobody pays attention to what's, or hardly anybody pays attention to what's going on down there. So uh, personally, I'm looking forward to spending January and February in Cheyenne, being able to peel back the onion a little bit more, as you put it. Well, Ben, you're welcome back here on the program anytime you like, and good luck in Cheyenne.
1: Thank you, David. It's a pleasure talking with you.
0: Take care. As we approach the legislative session, we're going to have more conversation with some of the incoming legislators. And, of course, we're going to be talking about some of the legislation that's on the docket for discussion. Most of the personal bills have not been posted yet, but I'm telling you there are some doozies that are going to require my strict attention and we'll continue that on Saturday's installment. But for now, have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk again tomorrow during the Thursday live program, which starts at 10 a.m. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.